Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show podcast, and I'm so happy to be here on the iHeart Podcast Network being sponsored by AT&T. We both know firsthand that listening and being heard can lead to change. AT&T knows all about this, too. They started listening to their customers who spoke out that they weren't getting a fair deal. Now they're giving every customer, both new and existing, the same great deals. So listen up and learn more about getting a great smartphone deal at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Today is it, everybody. Okay? On a real positive note, today is it. Today is the day. You know, uh, when I was in high school, you know, uh, my mother was a Sunday school teacher until she passed. I would walk out the door every morning on my way to school, and my mother used to say, listen to me, son. Hey, don't forget Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And, you know, I didn't think much of it. You know, I was just my mama being religious. You know, my mom's a spiritual woman. So, you know, I just took it as that. But as I've gotten older, man, 
you know, that's registered more and more with me. You know, today is the date that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, what better blessing will you get throughout the day than the fact that he allowed you to live and see another day? See, sometimes, man, when you're young, you don't pay no attention to that. But all you got to do is keep living. Keep watching some people that you know not be here anymore. Go to class reunions and they smaller. See people that you really loved that meant a lot till you leave this world. And all of a sudden, man, immortality starts to matter a great deal to you. Some of us learn this lesson sooner than others. But I know when you're young, man, you know, you think you're going to be here for a while. You think you got time to play around. You think you got time to get it together. You got time to make the mistakes and you got time to chill. But man, oh man, I, almost every full-blown adult that I know will tell you and have said these words right here many times. And I, I, I see the reason I'm saying this because I want you to hear them because you're going to use them. Man, if I only knew then what I know now, do you know how many people have said those words right there? Because in time, man, you gain so much wisdom. Oh, but it ain't like nobody t- didn't tell you, though. See, that's the hooker. Somebody told you back then, hey, man, it's best to buckle down now. He said, hey, man, you better quit wasting time. Hey, man, don't stop taking your foot off the gas pedal. Hey, look, do your best at all times. You know, stop stop worrying about that. I'm telling you, son, in a minute, them clubs ain't going to mean nothing to you. In a minute, they going out all the time ain't going to mean nothing to you. I can't tell you how many times I heard all of it. I can't tell it to you. I can't tell you how many times I repeat it to my kids. But, man, today is a different day because today is the day that the Lord has made. So he gave you a shot today. If you if you woke up this morning or if you're finishing your day on your shift, he gave you a new day. Nothing bigger than the fact that he woke you up today. Now, why don't you do something about that? Why don't you take advantage of it? How about today? How about if you start today? How about if you stop hesitating today? How about if you stop delaying it today? How about if you stop procrastinating today? How about if you make today the day that you go for it? I mean, man, let's all just decide today. Let's go for it. Let's put forth a maximum effort today. How about today? I mean, really, man, what you doing? You ain't, Look, man, take advantage of this blessing of waking up. Do something today. So many people are in the doldrums of life or are living in a rut or just merely existing instead of thriving simply because of one one thing, you just won't do it today. If you would just start the process, man, start that business you always dreamed of. Go look into that other job you always yearned for. Go get the training you need to get the promotion, man. Go back to school, man. Go see what you need to do to lift yourself to the next level. Stop waking up every day, seeing how it's going to go, and start waking up and do something about how it goes. If you make one step, he'll make two. But you could, people, people talk about it all the time. Man, it seems like you're always getting a blessing. Oh, man, when you're talking to a person, 
listen to this. If you're talking to a person and it seems like there's always a blessing coming his way, let me tell you what that person doing. That person is putting one foot in front of the next. That person is putting forth some efforts out there. And that's the only way God can bless you. God can only bless you with your efforts. He can only put his finger on the thing that you are doing or attempting. That's all he can help you with. He, there are no jobs walking up to your door, knocking on your door. But if you beating the pavement, if you sending in the apps, if you online scouring somewhere to work, somewhere to get a job, then God can touch somebody's heart to hire you. But if you sitting at the house every day smoking, every day drinking, but you wondered why you just can't get a job the couple times you done went out there, you got to, if you ain't got a job, you got to look, get, go get one every day. You got to go look for one every single day. You can't take no days off. Or them walks in the park. Man, I'm watching TV. You are you up on all the housewives shows, all the reality shows. When your life really, really, your reality is yours. I don't even understand that, man. Why are you sitting up watching somebody's life play out in front of you, good or bad? They going on trips on these shows. They... They driving on these shows. They arguing, fighting on these shows. You worrying about everybody's life but yours. How about today? How about today if we decide today is the day that we're going to make the move? Today is the day that we stop delaying, hesitating, procrastinating. Today is the day that we take a step in a direction to do something for ourselves, for our lives, for our family, for our wives, for our children, for our community, for our school. Do something today for crying out loud, man. Stop sitting in your own life in just a stew of misery. In your own life. I'm going to tell you something. If you are in a state of confusion, if you are troubling, if you're stuck on what to do next, you want me to tell you what's happening? You're not doing enough. That's what it is, man. See, when I... When I get in a place, man, where I don't know what the next move is, it's because I done usually stalled out. See, this is the way God works. This is the way he's worked for me. Every time I'm busy and I'm about the business of always trying to live my creed, which is ABC. My, my motto is ABC, always be closing. I'm always working on something, something to close something. When you so busy, with the business of improving yourself and doing with yourself and becoming the best you you can be, God is always working on your behalf behind some scene of something that you're in the process of tempting to close. But because you're not doing all you can do, you're limiting you, you are, because of your decision not to give you all in all. You're limiting the opportunities for God to put his finger on things and touch them on your behalf. I don't know if the average person really understands or knows what it takes to truly be successful on whatever level you're talking about. But whatever that level is, I don't care what dollar amount you've got attached to it, what level you got. If you have made the decision that you're going to be successful, I think that a lot of people, the average person does not know what that means. Whatever level you've decided to be successful on, See, that's your level of faith. That's where you see your life at. Well, guess what? You got to maximize your efforts to even get to that level. 
let alone looking over there at somebody else. See, don't worry about where how President Obama got all the way up there. His level of faith was all the way up there, but then his work ethic is much greater. But it's all in perspective to where you're trying to be in your world of success. And if you ever say to yourself, I want to be successful, listen to me. If you want to be successful at your church, if you want to be successful in your relationship, if you want to be successful down at the daycare center, if you want to be successful at your college, if you want to be successful on your job, guess what? It's going to take all you got in that world to become a success. I don't know why people think that if you don't want to be where somebody else at, you ain't got to put forth that effort. No, no, I wrong. You've got to put forth your maximum effort at whatever role you're trying to accomplish. That's what people mess up at. That's why you see so many people. Well, I ain't trying to have no billion, so I ain't got to do all that. True, true, true. But let me ask you what you're trying to have, though. You're trying to have 100000 You ain't there yet. So now if you're not there, what you chilling for? If you're not there, what's the vacation for? If you're not there, what's the drinking and the happy hour and the partying and the smoking? What's it for if you ain't there? Lord have mercy, man. How about today, though, y'all? How about today? Today is a good one. Let's make today today. Let's get out of that. Let's get on with it. Stop hesitating. Stop delaying. Stop procrastinating. Start today. Watch God have something to put his finger on there. And that's all you're trying to do, man. To line yourself up with God's grace, you got to put out a lot of effort so God can put his finger on something. You feel me today? I sure hope you do because I'm on one today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Eighteen, eighteen minutes after the hour. Welcome to the ride, y'all. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, got a little bit going on. I have no headset power. I can't hear nothing, but I just keep on talking because I can hear myself. So that's just fine. Uh, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Top top. Uh, we're broadcasting live, everybody, from the uh, ESPN. Uh, Zone. Zone. I don't know what I got ready to call it. The ESPN Epicot Experience Dementia. There you go. Uh, Simulcast. (laughs) You know how you don't really know where you are, but you try to act like it, make it sound real Disney. We're broadcasting live from the ESPN Club Experience and uh, Magic Kingdom Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be here all day. We're broadcasting live. I need a little more headset. And um, we having a good time down here. It's Disney, man. It's the happiest place on earth. It's the place of imagination. It's where dreams come true. And it's the safest place. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story what happened to me yesterday down here. Tell you how safe this place is. Hey, hey what's up, Tommy? How you feeling? Man? Top, top. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Morning, huh? Yeah. Down. You would ask me right <laughs> now. <laughs> I just down. need some more headsets, Jeff. Yeah. And um, yesterday I did the parade. Did he speak to us, Carlos? No, he just yeah, he did. talking. No, I he did. Didn't. I did speak to y'all, I, but you I didn't, didn't hear it. Well, didn't you didn't have your earbud in. They were in. Oh no, they were. Okay, in. what? Just we're speak. Good morning, Shirley. Good Jesus. morning, Steve. How are you, Man. darling? Happy Friday on this beautiful Friday. 
Yeah. Disney World. Happiest place on earth. Can't hear you, Shirley. I do sound low to myself, huh? See, what y'all should have did while y'all was in here just gossiping was y'all should have been testing these lines. But you was gossiping with us, though. But my, I'm mine working. (laughs) (laughs) See. <laughs> did he speak to you, Carla? No. I did speak to y'all. No, mm. speak to me. Speak to me. Good morning, Carla. Hey, see. Show what laid back on now. Good morning, Shirley. Hey. <laughs> Man. These are Okay, we out of time for the parade story that I had because we've been so busy speaking. Speaking for 30 minutes. Uh, so I'm in the parade, right? So uh-huh. the parade is over. And uh, we go in the back. And they told us that we were going to go eat at this place called Tiffin's. Okay. Which is a really, really nice restaurant. It's on the Animal Kingdom uh, property. Because I usually eat at the, uh, what is that? La Floridian. Oh, No, downstairs at Animal Kingdom, the restaurant. Oh, Jinko's. I usually eat at Jinko's. But they got a new restaurant they opened up. It's called Tiffin's. You got to go in there. You got to hear a long speech before they take your order. You got to in here and hear about Africa and Asia, how they met, and how the African continent was <laughs> almost overran by an Asian coup, you know, but they couldn't get far because they was different colors so we could see them coming quicker. No and, uh, history, uh-huh. It was something like that they were saying. I'm right. pretty sure that's it. But. So we going to Tiffin's to eat. Right. So after the parade is over, we get in the car to mm-hmm. go, and one of the floats in the parade is like all like mirrored glass, right? Oh, nice. Okay. Beautiful. So we are behind that, behind the gate. We in back of Magic City, where they make magic happen. <laughs> magic, okay. magic Kingdom. Magic, uh-huh. magic Kingdom. Because uh, you're not, you're not Magic, magic City. City. I was at yeah. Magic City. Yeah. <laughs> you, you realize what you had just said, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is most certainly not Magic City. In Atlanta? Wow. But Magic Kingdom is nothing. They don't make that much magic down here. Oh. Club. <laughs> magic City, for those of you that are unfamiliar, is a strip club we in Atlanta. We know what it is. I'm Get sorry. back to the But story. I just wanted to clear that up to understand <laughs> the enjoyment that Junior's having right now. Making it rain down at Disney? So uh, we back there, and we, uh, we get in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're behind this one float. Okay. And this one black dude is in charge of moving this float. Somebody then told him that his whole livelihood depends on the safety and movement of this one float. Mm. This boy is serious. He was way too serious about his job. So we're behind this float. We're going four miles an hour. Mm. The people walking. It's passing. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So it gets to the part where this float has to go up a hill. Mm-hmm. Well, for safety purposes, they have like these things that pull the baggages around on the tarmac, you see? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Those trucks. They one hook them up in the front, but they also put one behind in case Disney is very safe, right? In case something happens and the cable break, it'll have a truck behind it so it won't come back down the hill. Right. So I says to the dude, I said, hey man, can we just go around? No, no, you can't. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> talking a little harsh to me there, homie. I don't, I don't know if you think I work at Disney, but I don't. So the comeback going to be severe. This better be a nice story when you end it's up. Not. <laughs> and, uh, it's not. Because this is a behind-the-scenes Disney moment where we it. make the magic happen. 
it don't be magic till we come out front. Oh but we in the back going through it. But what did the guy tell you? No, you can't. No, no you cannot. <laughs> but he talking to me. Now I done rolled the window down so he could see me because I was real nice. Right. I said, bro. All we And it wasn't but 50 feet. I said, bro, we just trying to make a right turn right there, uh -huh. and you can let us go. You can't pass the float. <laughs> well, damn, you're no. doing four, dog. <laughs> you're doing four miles an hour in a 25-mile zone. <laughs> so they hook it up, and they make the turn to the left, and uh -huh. we go into the right. He stands in front of our truck and won't let us go. Uh -oh. So the float goes all the way around out of sight. But now we're not allowed ever to get in front of his float. So he made us sit there. The float came all the way back around to the <laughs> intersection that I was trying to make a right at. And he let the float go in front of us again. Okay. I had that window down. I said, uh, 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 Disney, oh, Disney World. Blankety, blankety, blankety. Got into it with a cast member. And then he's turning around talking about, I'm doing my duty, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and man, if you tell me one more thing about you and this little glass float, I said, bro. All you had to do was make an executive decision. We could have made the right turn. Right. That's not what I was told to do. <laughs> Why is it everywhere, every city you go in, there's a fight? I'm every... going to find him today. <laughs> every city. I'm going to find Everyone, him today. You have to get in a fight. And he going to eat that cold ass sandwich I <laughs> ate yesterday. Because by the time I got there, my food was cold. <laughs> All right, coming up at 34 after the hour is something funny with Junior and Nephew Tommy. Is it another episode of uh, Right and Wrong? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, All right, we're at the 10th Annual Disney Dreamers Academy yeah. from Orlando, Florida. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We <laughs> All right. <laughs> Coming up, something Our funny. Our morning show producer on the road is from Mississippi. Uh -huh. And it's nothing like having a country person <laughs> holler at you. Put your headsets on. We're about to go up. <laughs> clear your throat. She need to clear her throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Junior Tommy with Right or Wrong coming up. Mm. We're live from the 10th. This is the 10th annual. Yeah, this wow. is 10 years, Disney man. Dreamers? And uh, I, I didn't know really how big it was, but Disney is really excited about this being the 10th year mm -hmm. because we've changed over 1,000 young people's yes, lives. All right. And, okay. uh, there you go. That's awesome. I that's think that's big. really, really yes, a huge, is. huge accomplishment. I it think is. that for this company to stick to this program, for 10 years says a lot about their commitment uh, to our communities and our young people. And I, I'm just really, really uh, amazed at how Disney has stayed with this program uh, this long and, and, and enriched it, made it yeah, better, and better, better and better and better and better. They've year. really, really gone above and beyond for these young people. It's been one of the, the, the proudest things that I've been associated with. And I'm, very, very happy and proud to be associated with it. And today, the beat goes on. We got our 10th class in last night. Mm -hmm. We welcomed them, and uh, they got their Disney reps with them, and we separated their mamas and daddies. <laughs> them kids were so happy. <laughs> and got their mama and them, got their own itinerary. I done told them, go downtown and drink. You know, just let Disney have your kids for the weekend. Go downtown and forget you got kids. I know I do. I was three of my kids work the event every year, and they come yeah. right up to me, and I act like I don't even know them. <laughs> but they look just like you. I don't care. <laughs> I done paid all the money I'm paying for mine. Get yourself a job. Right or wrong, coming up. Uh, uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, they're here with the, is this right or wrong? Right or wrong, uh. uh the debate continues between Junior and the nephew well, about yeah. controversial <laughs> issues. Who's right or wrong? All right, fellas, let's hear it. <sighs> All right, um. I told you. And, yeah. And, so, just be quiet, Junior. Just no, I'm be, no, just be quiet. All right, so, I called Junior last night, and I let it, okay, so for the last two, three nights, I watched Good Times. Okay, Three okay. nights straight. All right, yeah. And you know what? I looked at James, and I looked at Florida, mm -hmm. and then I looked at Thelma. Yeah, their daughter. And then I looked at JJ. Yeah. And then, and then it, it, it just came to me. What came to you? There is no way possible mm -hmm. that Michael was their child. He's the only light-skinned one. You cannot tell me that Florida did not step out on James. <laughs> I told y'all. No, you did. I hung the phone. So no, I called didn't. Junior and I tell him, I said, dog, I said, all these years, Florida was cheating on me. He, he, he gonna hang up on me. And I keep calling him back, he won't pick up. Now y'all tell me wow. if I'm right or wrong. Because you can't, I mean, I learned it in school. You know, two dark-skinned people wow. cannot, you know, you can get the dominant from the recessive, but you can't get the recessive from the dominant. You feel what I'm coming from? What wow. I'm saying is, two dark-skinned people are not going to make a light-skinned person. <laughs> There's no way Michael is James in Florida's child. Jump on in here, Steve. I please. think two dumbass people <laughs> <laughs> can't have an intelligent it. conversation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've come that. to that conclusion. Yeah. Florida was cheating on Shirley. Yeah. She stepped out, Shirley. But then, but she then definitely she, stepped out. Shirley, then he going to tell me that's why Michael was smarter than the rest. He was. <laughs> that wasn't their child. That's what, that's. Everybody else was smart. He was the only smart one in the family. Carl. But did it ever occur to you that they, they not even a real family, though? Right. It's uh. just for TV. It's just TV, honey. Uh. Thank yeah. you, That didn't even never crossed your that mind. Floyd and James ain't really ever slept together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, huh? Are you and, serious? And Esther Roll is not Ralph Carter's real mother. No. Mm. Or Thelma's. Or, or Jason. Who, who did you say? Esther Roll. Florida. Yeah, Florida. Evans, you know, he didn't know that was her name. real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was... Who you thought it was? You thought her real name was Florida. No, he thinking about Esther. Aunt Esther on Sanford. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We back, we back. Three, two, one, you're up. Stop doing that. This is our this is how we get produced live. She's a wonderful girl. Her voice though, she needs and you know, some people, like her mama and them should have discovered early on. You know, it's something wrong with our baby's voice. Mm. When she was a baby. Yeah, it, it, you probably it, it started. Well, even when you cry, <laughs> if you cry old, <laughs> you cry, if you old. cry old. That's a sign you that, that your voice is in trouble. <laughs> 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 baby, you be laying in the bed. Baby, do our baby sound like a sheep? <laughs> yes. We need to get the baby some help. And that way the baby can grow up and have a nice, right. dainty, feminine voice. Mm. You want your daughter's voice uh -huh. to be attractive and alluring to a man, not an alarm signal. <laughs> back up now. <laughs> she got a man. She's good. See, it can go from back up now. Say it in the mic. Back up now. 
Back up now. Now, right. That's different from back up now. (laughs) See, one of them is like, oh, here I come. And the other one is, I better get the hell back. (laughs) See, and that's what happened to Mississippi Monica. There was no voice training for her as a small child. Beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's sweetie. Keep a little self together. Just as, as, you know, when she don't talk, you fool. You are completely bamboozled. You think yourself, look at this little fine thing right here. All right, now I remember the first time I met her at the Twelve down in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And what did she say though when she spoke? When she spoke? came up to the lobby. She didn't say nothing. That's why I thought she was fine for a lot longer. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was silent. I've never known her to be silent. Elbow. Oh, oh this is interesting. So then she looked at me and she went, "So you ain't gonna speak?" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was, a, a, you know, somebody had threw their voice into it. I thought it was a trick. <laughs> so you ain't going to speak? A ventriloquist. I said, damn, is she sick? <laughs> I said, baby, you need to go home, lay down, you know. Get you some NyQuil <laughs> and ride it out. We and then I Monica. found out that that's just how she sounds. She just yeah. sounds like, you know, NyQuil. Yeah, okay. she owns it. All right, coming up uh, with the nephew, it's Run That Plank Back. <laughs> it's that pecan tree. Pecan, pecan, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's pecan. It's pecan. It's Don't pecan. have to be beautiful. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, LC. Hey, let me, let me, hey, my name is Marcus. Uh, my, my mom and them live next door to you, uh, the Mr. and Mrs. My mom and daddy live next door to you. And I was calling because. Y'all got a pecan tree in the, in y'all backyard. I mean, right on the fence line, and and it keep you know pecans and stuff keep falling over into my mom and them yard. So I'm calling to see if y'all can do something, man, where y'all can pick up. I, I mean, my mom and them got a little older. You know, we've been picking them up for a long time, but I need somebody to like maybe you can cut the limbs back that's hanging over, so that they won't you know the the pecans won't be falling over into my mom and them yard. Because, you know, for them to be bending over like that, picking up them pecan, it's a lot of them. So, I, you know, Mr. I just wanted to holler at you and see if you don't mind maybe cutting the limbs back. Because even when we turn the lawnmower on and stuff, man, it just, you know, the pecans and stuff be coming out of the lawnmower just shooting all over the place. Well, first of all, my, my pecan tree is, is an old pecan tree, and uh, it's it spouted well. And uh, I, I can't see me cutting it for... Well, I mean, not, I mean I'm not saying cut the... no, you can't hire nobody to maintain your yard, but I mean, you is your mother. You can maintain your mother's yard. Sir, I, I I go by my mother's house, you know, every other day and check on them, but I don't have time to go in the back and pick up pecans and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you just it don't seem no more than like maybe four or five limbs that's hanging over there, but them four or five limbs, I mean, they they it's a lot of pecans falling off of there. But so it's if you shady. My pecan tree is shady. I goes back there. There's not no kind of nothing back there. Okay, you can hide okay, sir. To rake the yard, whatever. Sir, I'm not cutting uh, my tree for no like that. Sir, listen. What I'm what I'm trying to get you to do is I'm not. I don't want you cutting your entire tree down. I just want you to cut a few limbs, sir. So you know those. That way, that those are the ones that are hanging over. It won't be. You know the pecans won't be falling over into my mom's them yard. And, and and you know, like I say, they older now, man. They can't be bending over like that. So, you know, I'm 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 just coming to you as a man right now and asking you, will you please cut this down so these pecans can quit falling over my mom and them yard? 
Well, I'm asking you, all you can do is hire someone. Okay, someone, I know your mother don't cut your yard. No, it's it's a guy that it, it's a guy that cuts the yard. But even when he cutting the yard, these pecans is flying out from underneath the yard. The lawnmower, they, they sooner or later we're gonna be breaking windows over that. What kind of lawn person you have that don't pick up before they cut? That's from. Hey, why am I arguing with you about picking up stuff and all of this? I'm asking you to cut a funky little five limbs so these doggone pecans ain't uh, falling over my mama yard. You you want to cut? You, You're going to make me no, come over here and cut the whole... No, I will come cut the whole damn tree down. You ain't going to f*** with my tree. I grew that tree from when I was a kid. And that tree going to stay in that yard as long as I stay there. Sir, look, I didn't ask you like a man to cut your little funky pecan tree down. Now, I, I ain't finna have... You know what? You know what? Guess what? You. You, you. you bad enough, you come cut it. I'm finna... Look, sir, I, I tonight... Today, rather, this evening, we, it's either going to be two things happening. Either you're going to cut these five limbs that I won't cut, or I'm going to cut cut the whole damn pecan tree down. That's my tree, and then again, nobody going to with my tree. I'm here right now. I'm you don't, here in my yard right now. Come on. Is you over there right now? Right now. I will bring my <laughs> right on back. You know what? How the you get my number in the way? I got your number. I got it because it's the same. It's one address less than my mama's. You're going to cut this damn tree down. I'm waiting on them. Anyway, I, man, I ain't used my tree for seven in a long time. Any way. I've been waiting on them like you. You done lost your damn mind. You little young punk. I told you once and I told you twice. I'm old. You young. Don't do that. we See, that's what's right there. You know what you can do? Tell your mama to make a pecan pie and bring me a piece. What you say about my mama? Tell her to make a pecan pie and come for me. Tell, tell my mama what? Make a pecan pie with the pecan. Make a pecan pie? I don't want no pecan pie. We don't even eat pecan pie. We so sick of these damn pecans you got falling over in the backyard. You got to do something about this, man. Now, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to hurt you, old man. I really am. Hurt me? Hurt me? Come on, hurt me. Ready for Where me? Are you oh, on? I'm on my I'm on my way. Is your ass outside? Is you outside? You know what I say. You know what the I say. You know what? I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm 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 gonna be in your mama driveway. Do what you you get out. You me. get out my mama driveway right now. Get out my mama driveway. I want a put me out. I'm gonna you get your you get your back in your driveway. You get out my mama driveway. Get out of it. You get out of my mama driveway. No, stop what you crying for now. I'm you get, told you I'm here waiting on you. You get out of my mama. Get out of my mama driveway. Baby, baby, go cook me something because I'm, I'm going to sit here. I got one more thing I need to say to you. Would you listen? Yeah. You don't got a thing to say. I'm waiting at you at your mama house. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your brother. Man, I don't say this kind of <laughs> man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put my feet, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk it so bad. I, I, I don't play. I'm too old for this kind of. LC, do me a favor. First of all, get out them people yard. Go back to your yard. And <laughs> you just gave me high blood pressure with this. Ain't nobody mad about your pecan tree. None of that. Ain't nobody finna cut it down. Ain't nobody tripping. You all right? Hell no, I got a headache now, man. <laughs>
I've been carrying my grandkids to school listening to this, this <laughs> man. Y'all, boy, y'all, 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 boy, y'all something else, man. I got one more question for you. Tell me what is the baddest radio station in the land, LC? The Steve Harvey Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yeah, it's Friday night, just got paid. <laughs> got my money. I'm on my way. I'm damn near there. Got my hair. Blowing in the wind. Yes, yes. It's about to begin. Yes. It's Friday night. Woo. Just got paid. Yes, sir. Plenty money. Woo. Hear what I say? Here I come. Come on. Shoes too tight. Mm. Still gonna dance all through the night. Okay. Now make that transition to our guests and we're Well, good. let me first of all thank <laughs> Skip Dillard for just doing it in our ear hole the way you do <laughs> with your music. Go ahead, Skip. All right now. Okay, now make that transition to our guests. Stupid. <laughs> no, you know, once you come to me, <laughs> and then I let you do it. Don't say nothing to me. When the emails start coming, we have guests. No, I share my life with people, we and have, it's important. We have guests. Don't we? These guests are friends of mine. Yeah, they're family. They're family. They are family they and are. friends of mine. They are used to the way I am. <laughs> yeah, that's, sorry about that. <laughs> but y'all ain't gonna do they it. Put up with you. me on the internet. <laughs> And then think I'm gonna be silent because I'm not. <laughs> you done? So now. Uh-huh. What? You, you done. No, I got one more. <laughs> All right, one more, Stephen. That's it. Welcome to the Uncle Tom. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We are at Disney. Come on. <laughs> uh, we got two great friends of ours. You know, it, this has been. Over a decade. Uh, that sounds crazy, don't I it? I know, it really Ten does. Ten years ago that Walt Disney World and I partnered uh, to create the Disney Dreamers Academy. Mm -hmm. And we did it to celebrate uh, this year. We're here to celebrate our special 10th anniversary. So in honor of that, we have the ambassador of Disney Dreamers Academy and the president of Essence Communications joining us. Uh, Essence is our partner with Disney Dreamers Academy. And again, this year, we got a great weekend planned for the Disney Dreamers class of 2017. Please welcome to the show our girls, uh, Tracy Powell and Michelle Ebay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Ladies, this Beautiful is pretty ladies. big. Welcome to the show. Absolutely, thank you. Thank well, you. 10 years ago, uh, Disney Dreamers Academy was created and it was uh, designed to empower uh, youth to explore their dreams. Uh, now, Tracy, as an ambassador of uh, Disney Dreamers, uh, tell us about Walt Disney World's commitment to this program and why it's so important. Wow, I mean, just as you said, Steve, this is 10 years, and that's a huge milestone. And at Walt Disney World, we love celebrating milestones. I mean, for our guests, first time visit, if you're here for an anniversary, if you're here for a wedding, if you're here for a birthday, we are always uh, just excited about milestones. So this program is no different. So for us to be at 10 years, we are so Amazing. excited to be able to celebrate it. So we want to be able to just know, want you, everybody to know that Walt Disney World is so incredibly committed to this program. You know, 10 years ago, Steve, mm -hmm. when we sat together and said, okay, what is this program and what can it be? We knew we had a mission and we knew you had a passion. And so mm -hmm. we wanted to bring those two together. Mm -hmm. And now fast forward 10 years later, 
we have now 1,000 students, which are dreamers, that are going through the program. What a milestone. And just, you know, on that same note, 10 years is a milestone, not only for Disney and for the program, but it is a milestone for you, Steve. I just want to take a moment just to say our heartfelt thanks from a Disney company, your commitment to this. I mean, through these 10 years where you started and where you are and all of the things that you have going on, you have stayed committed to the program and you have been so incredibly important to the success of the program. So on behalf of Disney, I thank just you. want to say thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I remember when this was just an idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I came wow. back and told y'all. I remember, about it. yeah. That's crazy, man. Hey, now, Michelle, uh, the president of Essence, why is Disney Dreamers Academy such an important partnership for you guys at Essence? Well, it's extraordinarily important because it's our young people. You know, we are judged, I believe, in our society and as our adults by how we give back and bring the next generation along. And at Essence, and Essence women for generations have understood that we can't leave the education, particularly of our girls, to society. Because society and media, they'll tell our young women that they're not beautiful, that they're not smart, that they're not valued. And we, particularly as black women, know we have to share in part the truth. That's right, that's right. That they can be anything that they want mm -hmm. to be and they are beautiful no matter what they see in the world. And Disney Dreamers Academy gives us the opportunity to be here on the ground with these young women. I love that. And just pour into them and give them our joy and our belief um, that they should have a dream. Yeah. And to be here with you all, the passion, see the passion that you've had for youth. I mean, it is your life's mission. And with Disney, this is the place. This is the place. You come here and you're transported. Mm -hmm. So the power of this partnership Absolutely. is something that is very important to Essence. And we're, we're really honored to be here and to celebrate 10 years. Awesome. Hey, now, uh, Tracy, what's new for this 10-year anniversary? Well, as you know, Steve, every year, as soon as the event is over, we start planning for the next year, and we start to look at, okay, what worked, what didn't work, and we're continuing to mold and shape. So this year is no different. But what we wanted to do different here in celebrating milestones is to be able to celebrate the 10 classes that have come through the Academy. So we have a representative from each year, starting back from 2000, from the very beginning, uh -huh. and we have all 10, adding 2017 here, to be able to integrate with the Dreamers, to help them, to help them through the process, and really tell their stories. We had a really great opportunity yesterday to be able to showcase some of those Dreamers, and Steve, you did a great job with that, but we were able to really see what they're able to do, and they're pursuing their dreams. Oh, man. They're they going got, after their dreams. Yeah, they unbelievable. got some stuff that's crazy mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, uh, li listen up, students and parents. To find out more about Disney Dreamers Academy, go to uh, DisneyDreamersAcademy.com. Um, the one thing I would like to add at this 10-year anniversary very, very quickly is I, I want to introduce a deep dive program into the uh, fine art of cigars. Uh, and if we could uh, incorporate yeah. that down again, You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> All right. We're live from Disney Dreamers Academy, the 10th anniversary. Wow, the 10th right. anniversary. We are here at Disney World. 10 uh, the, years. Yeah. 
time for the parents to come in, Steve. Yeah, they coming. Um, mm -hmm. They have breakfast and then they'll join yeah, us. Yeah, join the show. Uh huh. Really looking forward to that. Uh, they outside, lined yeah, up. Yeah, they're lined up. Mm -hmm. It's time for them. They to following come on that in. man with the little orange cone. Yeah. That He's whole. He's their tour guide. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's their tour He's guide. He's their tour guide. They, they, they had that little cone where they bring them in like an airplane. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, me personally, I'm not following nobody with a stick in their hand, with a vest on and a safari hat. This I've way. just never been that type of person. We know. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I've always been a rebellious spirit, even as a child. You know, I, I followed the rules, but I broke them, you know, soon as you wasn't looking. I was just <laughs> never. Soon as you weren't looking. I, I, you know what I never could stand? Hmm. I could not stand regular. I oh, just yeah. hated regular my whole life, Routine, man. So. I've never, mm -hmm. ever conformed to being regular. I just thought that rules were created to keep the cattle in line. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to be careful. Like, you ever been on the freeway, and it's time to exit, but it's rush hour, and you see people lined up for a half a mile waiting yeah. to get off that exit? Yeah. yeah. You mean to tell me you ain't going to try to get up there and cut nobody? <laughs> I do it all the time. You mean you ain't going to get right up yeah. there uh -huh. where that last, where you got to either stay on the interstate yeah. to get up, and you ain't going to try to put the nose of your car right. in on right. nobody? We're back, guys. Every song. Put a little on it. <laughs> I like how he rewrites. Little ooh on it. Yeah. What you yeah. got? Uh, Introduce me, Stephen. Oh. Mm. From Disney World. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the butterfly himself. It's a butterfly blog. Say my name, Eugene Antoine Ferguson with the butterfly blog. Uh, okay, anyway, good morning. <laughs> Stephen, Tommy, Shirley, Carla Jr., good morning to everyone. It's a beautiful day here in Disney. Yeah, yes, morning, it butterfly. Is. Flap on, flap on. Flutter, flutter. Good morning. So, today is Middle Name Pride Day. So, yes. you have to take oh. pride in your middle name today. Okay. All right. Some people don't have middle names, but most of us do. All right. Yeah. We're going to start off with Broderick Stephen Harvey. Right. So, okay. Stephen is Steve's middle name. It really mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um, Keir Lawan Jr. Space. Don't, don't oh. say my name no more. Keir Lawan. Junior Space. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, myself, Eugene Antoine Ferguson. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Shirley, um, we're going to start out. Shirley uh, Ann Clark Strawberry Williams. Oh, that's too many names. It's too much going on. <laughs> Your driver's license looks straight crowded. Your driver's license is crowded. You ain't even got room for your birthday and other information. About to put all them names on you. Uh, Carla. Yes. Farrell Boatner. I don't know your middle name. I don't know your middle name though. It's Patrice. Patrice. Yeah. Carla Patrice Boatner Farrell. Yes, mm -hmm. that is my name. There we go. And then I have to say hello to my friend Lorenzo Benandre Jones. How you doing? <laughs> hey. Benandre. Uh huh. And then Jeremiah Beauregard Andre Jackson. Oh. We just call him JJ. Beauregard. Beauregard. Jeremiah Beauregard Andre Jackson. I need some more air to say Beauregard. <laughs> you need some more what? Air. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you got to take a deep breath say Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, my real close friend, he works in uh, Atlanta, Glennis Lavelle Barnes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Glennis. Hey, Glennis. Glennis. Uh -huh. 
LaBelle. Glennis LaBelle Barnes. Mm. Oh, so today is take pride in your middle name today. So, um, you know, let people know what your middle name is. A lot of people don't have middle names. But today it's yeah. take pride in middle names. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we up, we uh, back. Uh, we back. Folks, uh, the climate has changed. Mm-mm. Yes. The parents and guardians are now live at the ESPN studio. They're here. Uh, they're in here. Yeah. <laughs> they are very live. Nice group this morning. Mm-hmm. Very nice looking people. Uh, love their kids. Want the best for their children. And yeah, but it's going to be one, though. Yeah. It's going to be one in this group. It always is, man. Mm-hmm. It always is. I don't care how good a group is, it'd be that one person. Yeah. <laughs> that think they baby is better than all the rest of them. It I don't care how long of a speech I give, it's that one parent that just feels that their child is just that exceptional. Mm-hmm. I had a lady one time uh, told me. Uh, careful, Steve. Years ago. Careful. No, careful ain't how I Careful. Do it. You know, Steve, my baby's so smart. (laughs) You know, when my baby was two years old, my baby could work a remote control. Do you know when I was a baby, I couldn't work a remote control. We didn't have no damn remote control. (laughs) Your baby ain't doing nothing, ain't nobody else, baby. (laughs) Just thought a little baby, my baby's so bright. Uh And then uh, they started doing the deep dives and found out that there was a lot of bright kids down here. Yeah. And then yeah. you all of a sudden that found out that your child was damn near special. <laughs> See. Okay, before you go Come too on, far, uh, speaking let's of stop babies, right, let's stop right there. we do have well, a Disney Dreamers alumni here. Huh? Right now, we're going to talk to them right after this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got speaking this, of smart this babies girl, now. Shaw, yeah. right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back, everybody. We got a, a Disney dreamer uh, with us today to help. She's an alumni member of the 2012 class, and uh, she's been doing some great things in her yeah, life. Yeah. Wow, that's five years ago. Yeah, five oh, years, and she's been doing some great things, and she's joining us to highlight the benefits of the Dreamers Academy. Please welcome uh, Miss Taylor Carter. Good morning, Taylor. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back, we should say. Thank you. Hey, uh, Taylor, how you doing? I'm well. I'm excited. Wow. Hey, what was your most memorable moment from Disney Dreamers Academy other than meeting me? Mm. Other <laughs> than meeting you. That's right. I know. <laughs> Stay <laughs> humble, Steve. Take your time. I know it was don't be so shy. I don't, I don't want this to be about me. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, right. baby. Um, <laughs> crazy. I've had a few memorable mo- moments. Uh, in fact, I'm fortunate enough to, this is my fourth time at DDA, so I'm really just humbled and honored and grateful to be here. Um, but I think during out my entire price process, I would say the speakers were my most memorable moment. Um, you go into this having a dream and, and you guys teach us how to do it. Um, and we have all of these questions and these aspirations and you guys are giving us the tools in order to become successful and answering our questions. So I just remember being extremely focused my whole time here. I'm like, I'm gonna get this knowledge. Yeah. I'm gonna learn how to network. I'm gonna do this. Um, and also just on the spot, I remember Jordan Sparks asked me to sing for her and I'm like, yeah, okay, 
fine. And she was like, no, 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 you know, I know you have this because uh, whenever someone asks you to sing, you just have to go for it. You're in a room and you never know who's in the room. So uh, I remember, and in fact, uh, Jordan Sparks definitely remembered me over the years and uh, I saw her later and she was like, that girl can sing, that girl can sing. Oh, girl. <laughs> Quite a compliment. Yeah. So, let's talk, so let's talk about that. What, what, so what are you doing now? Um, right now, uh, I've, I've been acting in the Chicagoland area and going to auditions and uh, having a talent agent and all of those things. But my, right now, uh, my biggest focus is my album, which comes out this summer, Motion Picture. What? Yeah. What? What? You're dropping an album, wow. Taylor. I am, and uh, I've been raising funds for the album, and my, my city of Gary, Indiana, my hometown, has been very supportive. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Um, and my mayor has been uh, a, a vital part of that and just supporting me and helping me find sponsors and being a sponsorship to me. So I'm very grateful. That's good. That's so awesome. Man, you That's better really dream good. up yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Sing something for us, Taylor, as we go out. Okay, I, I got you. I hear it. <laughs> You love me, it's special, the different every time. You keep me on my feet, happily excited by yes. your cologne and your hands, your smile, your intelligence. You want me, you you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. We're, we're here live. Disney Academy Dreamers Academy. Yes, live. Annual. Yes, we're yeah. here. Uh, we're here. <laughs> Thank no, you. She didn't say that for y'all. She was letting me know. <laughs> we live for I say something. Because this is the 10th crazy. year I've been in trouble every year down here. I say something crazy all where they ten. have to meet all with me. <laughs> last just one last year, night. Yeah, last night I got in trouble. Now I got in trouble one year with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> you would think he would learn. <sighs> I mean, you know, when he touched me, I flinched. You know, I ain't <laughs> You know, he ain't got all his fingers, and it just threw me. It just felt strange. He, he touched my three, back. Huh? He had three fingers. <laughs> and they asked me, could you please not react to Mickey yes. that way? And I said, well, Mickey needs some more damn fingers. Gonna be a... All right. Um... If you're going to put your hand on my back, I need all fingers. <laughs> I don't feel all the fingers. I know something. I just jerk. It's coming then, up. Mickey tried to dap me one time, and I wouldn't do it. They got pissed off about that. <laughs> Steve, when Mickey reaches out to high five you, it's really okay to high five him. Mickey needs some more fingers. <laughs> Coming up, we have the strawberry letter, Steve. The subject. Because I'm going to tell you a true story when I come back. Okay. Backstage, what happened to me. Backstage, me and Bernie Mac was backstage in the dark uh -huh. at uh, the uh -uh. United Center in Chicago. You're not going to tell us. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell that story. No! That's, yeah, that's a good story. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it off the air. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Strawberry letter subject, how can I make my older man happy? And then, we got and the then right up after that, right up next, is the prank phone call. What you got now? You prayed for a job. Okay. Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Carolyn, please. This is Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Listen, my name is Lawrence. Lawrence, I, I actually go to the same church you do. I, I saw you last Sunday where you uh, 
stood up in the church and and I heard that you were talking about you were going through some bad times. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, your uh, job supposedly got rid of the department that you were in, and, and you were now seeking a new type of work. Am I right? Yes. Or just yes, just right. just work period because you're looking for a new occupation, and you, I was there when you asked everybody to pray for you. Uh, yes. Have you have you found anything yet? Mm-mm, I haven't. You know, I've, I've been praying. I, we prayed again today. I I asked for the, the church's prayers again today, and and I, I know everything's gonna work out because you know he said you take one step, he's gonna take two. That's right. So I'm, I'm prepping, and I know it's gonna happen. I well, know. Well, listen. I think I may be able to be of some help to you. I actually own my own company, and I'm thinking that I you could be the perfect person for a position that I have available. Uh, now, what what type of work were you doing in the past? Give me some of your job qualifications. Oh, I'm executive secretary, administrative assistant, anything like that. Type 88 words a minute. Uh, they even take the old style shorthand. Oh, I can do it all. You just tell me what you need, and I can do it. Take care of your executives that come through the office. Anything that's needed, travel expenses. That's what I do. Okay, and now, I'm good uh, at it too. Uh, what what type of hours are you used to working? Nine to five. Sometimes I, I come in at eight. I don't have a problem with coming in at eight. I can come in even earlier if you need me to come in earlier. Are you opposed to working at night? No, I don't. I don't mind working at night. But, I mean, it, it just it just depends. You know, right now beggars can't be choosing. Right. I, I, I ask and, and it's being given to me. Okay. What, I, what kind of hours we looking at? I have a I have a uh, an offer for you that it would be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. You will only be working three days a week for me. Okay. Uh, no, I, just to let you know, I was looking for something with a few more hours, a few more days. I need, like, full time. I have a family. Well, I, I, I have bills to pay. Right, right, right. I understand. But listen, I, I, I think the actual amount will suffice for that. Now, I'm going to offer you $750 per night for three nights a week. That's that's $2,250 for, for, for those three days, for one week. Wait a minute. You should... Seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. Seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. And I'm making around two thousand or something. You you making a week, a, a week, ma'am? And and if you do the math on that, that that adds up to about nine thousand dollars for a month. Ooh, you know, I'm trying too good to be true, but now I I, I put it all in his hands. I turned it over. That's what we supposed to do. I did it, and and you tell me I'll make seven hundred fifty dollars a night. Okay. But, I mean, what what I'm gonna be doing? Keeping the books. Because I, I do have an accountant, too. Well, let me say this. Now, the reason why I say it's at night is because I own a a nightclub, and and you would be working at the nightclub for me. So you will put in about four or five hours uh, every night and, and and for three nights a week, like I stated, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, and um, of course, I'll pay you 750 Matter of fact, I'll actually pay you your first two weeks in advance. And I need that. I know, I'm sure you, you know, you've, you've lost your balance. You need to get back on your feet and everything. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, so exactly what is it you, you know, I'll be doing it. Cause I'm sure, like I said, I can do office work. I'm good. Like accounting, you tell me a clerk, front door. I can bet keep your books going. Right. You well, no, not necessarily. I don't need you to work the front door. Um, I'm actually going to have you in the club working. Okay. So, um, I mean, how, how are you? How's your physical condition? Are you able to get around and and you don't get tired quick, do you? Now, are you in good physical shape? Yes, I'm in very good physical shape. I don't get tired quick at all. You need to do something like be able to bartenders or something, work the bar to make sure all the money's you know, nobody's stealing money from you or something uh, like no, that. No, no, no. You're not at the bar either. See, 
Because what I'm going to do, now, have you ever done anything like, you know, anything close to dance or anything like that? Have you done that in the past? Yeah, I did a ballet when I was younger. Uh, drill squad, cheerleading, I mean, do a little dance, yeah. You know, go out every once in a while, you know, you do a little dancing here and there. Okay. Yeah, I don't have but, a problem with moving around. Okay, well, that's good. Because, see, what what I want you to do is I want you to do a little bit of dancing in the club. Oh, you, oh some, you got something like ballroom dancing or something where you need me to teach. I don't know how to do the ballroom dancing, so I can't work with nobody on that stuff like that. No, I'm not asking you to do any uh, uh, ballroom dancing or anything like that. What I need you to do is I want you to dance on the pole. See, I have on the pole. See, I have a strip club. I want you to dance on the pole. Uh, 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 pole? What the hell do you mean when you dance on a pole? Well, actually, I own um, the Silk Stocking, which is a strip club. Oh, I'm not a Silk Stocking. What the hell do you mean? You don't want me to dance on the pole. You know what? This is You must be at your mind. I don't dance on a pole with nobody. You can take that pole, Mr. Kelly, whatever your name is. You can strap that pole up your ass. What? You must be out your mind. But don't you want to make this money? I got $750 a night for you. I don't need that kind of money. I'm telling you right now, you and that pole dance, you can take that pole and shove it up to damn You have no business calling me about no dancing on no pole. And I don't need that money from nobody at church. I'm trying to get you a job, baby. They told me that you was in need of a job, so I'm just I'm trying to... I don't need that. I'm not in need of that kind of job. I'm not in need of no job. I'm taking off my damn drawers from my body, butt window, and dance on my damn pole. What's wrong with you? Okay, what if I bump it up to $1,000 a night? You know, I don't care if you bump it to two, three, four, five thousand dollars I ain't taking my jaws out for no I damn body. I want your on that pole. You know, you, you, know, you ain't going to see my You know, you know what? I want your in church. I'm going to need spray. That's where you need to be. Calling me, talking about you got a job. You know, this is right here. When I this see you good. at church next Sunday. When you see me at church, I say, don't you come up to me and say nothing to me. Because if I see you, I'm going to bust you in your I'm going to come and ask you and Wendell, will you get your butt on the pole? You know what? And if you're going to come by Wendell, I'm going to whip your Well, let me say this to you. Are you listening to me? You know what? I don't want to listen to you. If I'm getting ready to hang up, you know don't you call me no more. I'm going to Wait no just a minute, Carolyn. I want to say this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you just got pranked by your cousin, Ravina. Ravina? <laughs> My cousin, Ravina? Hell, I'm going to give a you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Won't he do it? <laughs> Junior, Junior. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Hey, we back live, everybody. We're broadcasting live at the ESPN Club at the uh, fabulous Disney property. And our parents and chaperones are here with us. Yes, Great group of people, very attractive people, well-spoken, articulate, just good-looking people. Very, just a good crowd, you know. Ain't nobody in here just look like real mama mamas, you know. What does that mean? Sit down in the back before you get your ass towed up. <laughs> that type of mama. Come that on. type of mama. My mama. My mama ain't here. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to go live to the audience. They have some questions for you. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to do an Ask Steve laugh. Ask. I need that K. 
Put that K on it. Need that ass K. He ain't been putting it on nothing. See, that's what I be talking about. That that's K. just so budge. It's ass Steve. Ass. Okay, then what? Ass. Okay, then. Ass. Junior. See what I said. I said ass. <laughs> Thank hey. you, Junior. You're welcome, huh? Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Strawberry letter. All right, subject How can I make my older man happy? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Dear Stephen Shirley, my boyfriend and I have been together for over a year now, and although we have a pretty solid relationship, he still questions my loyalty and commitment. I'm 27, he's 51. He's... He says the age difference doesn't bother him, but he only refers to me as his girlfriend to his friends, not his family. He says I don't take the relationship seriously and my joking nature has become too much for him. But that's just who I am. I try to find fun in almost everything I do. At times, he makes me feel like a child and tells me that I'm not mature enough to be with him. We've both cheated on each other with other people closer to our own age, but I really love love this man and I want to be with him. How do I show him I'm committed to him or is our age difference too big to make this work? I've given up so much to show him that I love him, but no matter what I do, he still doubts my love and loyalty. I even I even quit doing drugs. What happened there? <laughs> what happened wow. there? That's good news. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I knew you'd yeah. like that one. Yeah. Because he said my drug use was too much for him to handle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I can do to prove my love to him. Please give me your advice. Well, you know the saying goes, age is nothing but a number. But in this case, this is definitely the exception to that rule. You guys have nothing in common. You have nothing, nothing in common. You say he makes you feel like a child. Well, guess what? You are a child to him. He's 24 years older than you. I, I don't even understand how you guys even got together uh, in the first place. You didn't mention that in the letter. Where were you? I mean, where were you to meet? I don't know. But anyway, the one thing I'm really glad about is that uh, you stopped doing drugs. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Really a good thing. Keep on that path. I think you should also stop this relationship. Get out of it now. Uh, because it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. And, and really, you're just on his nerves. You're on his nerves. You act like a child. He, he's not into it like that. He doesn't even introduce you as his girl to his family. Uh -huh. So it, it, it's not like that. All right? Uh, let it go. Steve? Come on, boy. Make, Come me, on, uh. make us proud. <laughs> yeah. Everybody good? Yeah. We're good. Yes, Come on, Steve. How can I make... My older man happy. Mm. Well, let's discuss this. I'm 27. He 51. Wow. See, if you'd have had a 30 in your number, yeah. it, we, we, it would taste different. 27, <laughs> he 51. Mm. He says the age difference don't bother him. No, it don't, because he damn near dead. <laughs> <laughs> but he only refers to me as his girlfriend. That's cause you is a girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're 27. This old ass man know he didn't hit jackpot with this 27 year old girlfriend. He says that I don't take the relationship seriously. 
And the my joking nature has become too much for him. Well, there's a lot of stuff in this letter that validates that you really don't take the relationship seriously. We'll get into that in a minute. He says that, but this is just who I am. I try to find fun in almost everything I do. <laughs> you like he that line? 51. Mm-hmm. Life dead serious for his ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it. <laughs> he got pills on the nightstand yeah, on his side. Yeah, he does. Yeah, All this ha ha he he hell. <laughs> he got high blood, hypertension. He got diabetes. He got arthritic pains, and he broke. Yeah. Uh. Donald Trump near finna repeal Obamacare. <laughs> he finna be damn near out. <laughs> and you over here laughing. Ha ha. He he my ass. It's not funny. It's not funny. Steve. You need to be down here at Disney with these damn kids yeah. having yeah. fun. Oh man. <laughs> Crazy. He said he almost out of here. That's what you won, though. He, he, he wanted the people, Donald Trump said, voted illegal. He voted three times. <laughs> the last thing he needed is to repeal and replace <laughs> Obamacare. This prescription. Now you down here laughing, finding fun in everything. He tells me that I'm not mature enough to be with him. Mm. We, here go the line that I love. We... We've both cheated yeah. on each other with people closer <laughs> to our own age. I believe that. That's the one I like. Yes. See, that's why you can't make your man happy. Because the 51-year-old dude went out and got a 50-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. She in there doing things he like getting done. Yes. She in there frying chicken just like he like his chicken fried. That bacon is extra crispy on both damn sides. <laughs> you down there having fun, laughing, ha ha he he. The fifty year old woman been in here handling business, mm. sister. Mm. She take the same medicine he take. <laughs> just passed by. But they, when she feel her prescription, he use her pills too. Both of them using Celebrex to ease the swelling from knee pains because they been in that bedroom doing, they was up on the dresser together. Oh. And their knees swollen. That's what I said. We'll be back with that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Strawberry Letter, live from Disney Dreamers Academy at Disney World. Um, the subject is, how can I make my older man happy? Part and I had a rest response. of it right after this. Yeah. They were on the dresser when we left. Yeah. Remember that. Maybe this decision was a subject, how can I make my older man happy? Well, y'all, like Shirley said, y'all ain't got nothing in common, but y'all to mess around and cheated with people, <laughs> each other with the same age. He done went and got an older woman. They was on the dresser. Their knees got swole. <laughs> but here's what helped them out. They both used Celebrex. <laughs> you so went and got yourself a younger man. He know just as little as you. Mm. Y'all in there doing it a lot and often, but ain't nobody doing a damn thing. Not much doing. Y'all just in there just aggravating each other. Because <laughs> you young and you don't know. So that's what you have. So now you said, but I really love this man. Mm. 
and I want to be with him. This is right after. Mm -hmm. You just told me y'all each been with somebody else. You say, I love this man, and I want to be with him. How do I show him I'm committed to him? Mm -hmm. And how did you decide to show him you committed to him? By sleeping with somebody else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this relationship is a damn disaster. It is. <laughs> is our age difference too big for this to work? I've given up so much to show him I love him, but no matter what I do, he still doubts my love and loyalty. I even quit doing drugs. Right there. Stop right there. Because he said my drug use was too much for him to handle. That was mm. my favorite line. Yeah. Obviously, it was fine with her. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't see how me being a junkie would affect our relationship. <laughs> the fact that I done sold all our damn furniture <laughs> to buy crack. I don't see why that should interfere with our relationship. The fact that I have taken your pills off your nightstand right. and sold them for meth and crack. Oh. Why does that affect our relationship? Wow. wow. Man. I gave up drugs for him. <laughs> Just say no. Do you know that the way I was with him was with the drugs? <laughs> I needed the drugs to stay with his old ass. Skin wrinkle up and stuff. You know how high I had to be to watch him pull off his clothes? Draws with elastic missing <laughs> in them skin all wrinkled up. Oh man. He's 51, not 91. But see, for her though. <laughs> right, he's old. Oh man. It's old. He's old. Yeah, because how old is she? She's What'd 27. 27. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's old. They can't ride in the car. They fighting about what radio station to yeah. listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He in here got Marvin Gaye on. She got on Drake. Nicky. She got on, no. She got on Lil Wayne. Uh -huh. Said, I want to get you in a, I want to get you in a cop car. Oh, damn. <laughs> what, what do they, what do don't, they don't, talk don't about? Call it, don't call uh her. -huh. They, they don't talk nothing. about nothing. There's nothing in common. Nothing. When you get through, you want to be able to fluff the pillow up on the headboard and have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. You want to have a life with somebody at She's the end of the nerves. day. They on each other's uh -huh. nerves. We sold the headboard. He on her nerves and she on his nerves. Mm -hmm. He done sent her to that store to get that prescription filled several times. Uh -huh. okay. And what happened? She done spent the money and bought back some weed. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How much this drugs this is gonna help you better. <laughs> Every time she sent him to the store, he gave her money for groceries. Yeah. Her ass came back to the did. house with some meth. <laughs> <laughs> now they sitting up in here hungry as hell, smoking, getting hungry up by the minute. Now they in there boiling clothes and everything, trying to eat clothes. It's it just all wrong right here. Yeah, they, they well, I up. guess we're going to eat these bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, Steve, uh, ask Steve from our live, from our live audience. Uh -oh, yeah, the parents. Yeah, parents. Here we go. Uh, we'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Alright. She's been doing radio long enough. We're live from Disney World at the 10th annual Disney Dreamers Academy, right? And the lights is off. This is Oh, wow. This still is the, you, the, the segment we're going to call Ask Steve. We're taking calls live from our audience here. It's the parents of our Disney Dreamers. And uh, we have a young okay. lady. What's your mind. name, baby? Stacy Okay. Rumpel. Okay, Stacy, what's your question? Oh, I'm from Detroit. Shout mm -hmm. out to Detroit. Detroit, Detroit in the building. Uh, my question is two-part. First, what were you like as a student in school 
And what advice do you have for students like you and their teachers? You can't tell. But Steve? That's three yes. questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> you must not have been there last night. I was there, but I want the audience. I mean, <laughs> you know, I wasn't a great student, you know. 695 kids in my class. I graduated 690. I mean, don't <laughs> that sorry. tell you? <laughs> but don't look that at you say now. everything you need to know? But look at you, at you now. now. And look I don't know now. what the teachers needed to do. Hell, be more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were bored. Yeah. You were bored, yeah. I was sitting there going, bored. why is she trying to teach me anything? Yeah. Yeah. When obviously, that. this is not even her skill set. <laughs> she shouldn't even be in front of people talking because I'm bored to death. Yeah, yeah. I get that, Steve. Seriously. No, I don't give a yeah. damn about no history. What that got to do with now? <laughs> I can't remember no date. I don't know when Christopher Columbus discovered America. And then I was an argumentative little kid. Well, I don't what? see how we keep saying he found America and his people was already there. Yes. <laughs> That argument got me a L. <laughs> so You're a I, that, was, that was my mm -hmm. thing of school. Um, school is very helpful. Children need an education. It's really, really important. Yeah. But it's that dream that's gonna get you where you gotta get yes, in it life. Is. Yes, it is. Now, if your dream requires an education, guess what? You gotta get the education. That's you can't right. dream of building buildings and not be an architect. That's right. So now you gotta go to school. But if we focus on what the kids dreamed about more, as opposed to the education, it would propel them to get the education. That's how it would. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Step up there. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Valerie Johnson. Val, what's your question, I'm from Spring Lake, North Carolina. My question oh, is right. for Steve. Uh -huh. When my granddaughter, Kayla, who's at the Dreamers, leaves this fall to go away to college, I read your book, Jump. And I want to know, at 73, what can I do? Well, you can't go to college <laughs> with her. No, I don't want to go. I want Okay, and don't move down there oh, to no. be close to the baby because <laughs> no. you're going to ruin her whole college no. experience. No. Okay. And so you want to know at 73 what you should do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. first of all, you look absolutely She's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, it's never too, what, what, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Now that she's going off to college, if you could do, if, if you stop thinking of failure, mm -hmm. take failure out of it, take money out of it, take reality away from it. Mm -hmm. If you could do anything you wanted to do, what would you do? Well, I wish, I want to write a book. Okay, then guess mm -hmm. what? You should write a book. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't need one dollar to write a book. Yes. Mm -hmm. You don't need any money to put the book out because you can put it on the internet. So that's what you should do. You should do something that you're passionate about, that you're gifted about. You should always pursue life. You should wake up every day thinking of how to write this book. Give yourself something to shoot for. It ain't too late. And you never know what can happen. It's 73, because I'm 60. I'm going to be 73. I'm going to be fly, man. I'm going to be just like you. I'm going to be I'm going to have so much damn money. Woo! Please understand the money I'm going to have. And y'all can feel how you want to feel about money. You, I, I, do, I do not tell people how to feel about money. But I have been homeless for three years. I have had less than zero. And now I'm fortunate. Let me explain something to you. What I have learned is way better to have money. Yeah. It's yeah. way better to have money than to not have none. Oh, so I don't know what they telling you about money, 
money the root of all evil, <laughs> all this here. The love of it. The love of uh -huh. money. But you know, money makes people do evil things mm -hmm. to get it and to keep yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I got that. But money sitting there by itself, it's just a tool. Ain't nothing evil yeah. about it. I, I money can't buy you happiness. Oh. Maybe it can't buy you happiness. <laughs> But I tell you what, what? It'll park you right in front of Happy House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happy House. And up your house, he is happy. Hello. I, I, I just wanted to ask her what was, what was your book going to be about? That's all. Your life? No, it's going to be uh, in 2010. I found out that my husband had another family and children that were the same oh. as my children. Oh, yeah. I would read that. I'll read that. Yeah. <laughs> see, we can get a book deal today. We can do the movie. See, I want to keep it on a humor, humorous level. Uh -huh. Because all through everything that we went through, I tried to keep my children, I have four children, upbeat and not to hate their father because you know he did he did to them what he didn't do to them, you know, the others. I mean kids he had. Is your is your book is your life Next fences? Question. It was fences about you? Excuse me? Fences. Oh yes, hidden figures. <laughs> well thank you. I appreciate that. Let us know when the book comes out. We'll definitely support you. Okay, <laughs> That's a great you. story. Man. Well you're a strong woman. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. And beautiful. Thank you. I did not think that was gonna be what no. she said. I knew not to ask. Y'all the one walked into that. <laughs> that yes, uh, what's your name, baby? My name is Janelle Williams, and my son is here as a dreamer. His name is William Williams, and we're from Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. Hey, Norfolk. William Williams. Yeah, what that's his name, William Williams. Go ahead, I'm a mother of five, and one William. of the things that I teach my children is to give back to the community. Um, he wants to start his own public speaking contest because he has found that when he enters public speaking contests that there are not a lot of minorities, so he wants to start a club. Um, one of the things that we want to do, um, because I'm helping him as a mother, is to get the children suits. And he has found that when the children come to the competitions in suits, they come with confidence. We want to know how can we go about getting suits for the youth in our community? Great. And wow. my mother always said, as and you shall receive. <laughs> right, man. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yes. Are you trying to get suits for the community or suits for the, for the people club. in the club? For the club. How many people in the club? Um, he's going to start off with 10 um, males. Oh, 10 boys? Yes. All right. I'll give them all suits. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank suit you for your question. Suit going to be black. Black-ass suits. Ain't nobody getting no purple pinstripes. <laughs> <laughs> I want that lavender suit. I always get a black suit. So you can look like a debater. And then black suits is always the first suit a, a man should get. Because it can go to funerals, weddings, job interviews, church, and out to dinner with your girl. Your black suit is mandatory. First suit you should always buy. After that, get a gray suit, a navy blue suit, a tan suit, and a brown suit. All solid, no pinstripes. If you do that, you have 55 different outfits you can wear. If you buy one white shirt, one blue shirt, and one eggshell shirt. And your ass mix all them colors go together. The gray pants go with the blue jacket. The blue pants go with the brown jacket. Wow. You can switch it all up right there. Five suits will give your ass 55 looks. Okay. Look like you got plenty of money. Ain't got a damn body. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are live from Disney World at the 10th Annual Disney Dreamers Academy. Yeah, yeah. Academy. This thing got good. Yeah, all more right. questions. Here's People a question that up. a woman asked. How do you get wealth and maintain wealth? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this really quickly for you because I've already been talking with the audience. 
Your wealth is tied directly to your gift. See, God gave you everything you needed at birth. He did. He gave you a gift. All of you are gifted at something. You just got to quit looking at gifts as running, jumping, singing, and dancing. Ah. That's not the only gift. Mm. Some people teach. Some people share. Some people care. Some people draw. Some people orchestrate. Some people are great networkers. Some people, all your friends come to you when they got a problem, even though you got your own problem. They just come to you. Mm -hmm. Some people counsel. Some people just know how to put people together. Girl, go over there and meet so-and-so. Okay, so cool. That's your gift. That's what you do. Your gift will make room for you and put you in the presence of great men. But if you ignore the gift in exchange for pursuing your passion, you will miss out on the wealth that God has enabled you to get on your own. So stop looking at what everybody else do and focus on what is it you could do. So here's what I was telling the audience. Everybody does something gift-wise that can earn $10. Once you can make $10, all you got to do is do that 10 times. Guess what you have? $100. Mm -hmm. Now once you can make $100 with your gift, I don't care what it's doing. Cutting grass, cutting hair, doing eyebrows, baking pie, babysitting. I don't care what you do. Washing cars, I don't care what it is. Do it 10 more times and you have $1,000. Mm -hmm. Now you take that $1,000 and you multiply that effort 10 more times. This is where the faith without works is dead conversation come in at. You got to be a grinder, man. You can't afford to go to, you can't, if you sleeping eight hours a day, you're never going to be rich in this country. You cannot be asleep eight hours a day because that's a third of your life. It ain't but 24 hours in a day. Quit listening to these people talking about you gotta have eight hours sleep. Eight hours sleep to do what? <laughs> your ass ain't growing no more. When you sleep eight hours now, now your ass is growing this way. <laughs> you threw with this here. So now, you make $1,000 and you multiply that effort by 10, you got to work hard. You're making $10,000. Suppose you had an extra $10,000 a month. Whoa, Ooh. a month? Now listen to me. I'm just telling you how to wow. grow your wealth. But yeah. it starts with a $10 idea. Yeah. What freezes people is you all keep trying to come up with the million dollar idea. Mm -hmm. And then when you can't come up with the million, well, I guess I just do what I'm doing. No, you don't need a million dollar idea. You need a $10 idea. Mm -hmm to turn it into a million dollars. And all of you have one in you right now. So once you make $10,000, you're gonna have to go get yourself some help, gonna have to hire some people, but do the same thing you've been doing 10 more times. Guess what you have now? $100,000. Once you get $100,000, I got some news for you now. If you multiply and maximize your effort by 10, just 10 more times, whatever you did to make the $10, if you keep maximizing that effort, you're going to get to the $100,000 mark, and once you do that 10 times, I got news, baby. Welcome to the club. You now have a million dollars. Millionaires. All, All right. right. All right. Get That's in there. That's how it's done. Uh -huh. Listen to me, y'all. Do not make it more difficult than that. Quit talking about, what well, I'm old, and I didn't get no education. Show me in the Bible where it mentions that. Oh. But it does mention your gift, and it does mention your dream. Stop tripping yourself out. Go use your God-given gift and multiply the effort, and that's how you get wealth and maintain it. Now, if you think it's more difficult than that, go ahead and make it that way. Donald Trump build buildings. 
he just kept building them. And he just kept on building. Steve Harvey just told jokes. They was $25. Now, at $25,000, I do not leave my house. Sorry. What? You don't leave the house for 20 Junior, uh -oh. I'm just talking about mine. You threw Junior into something. Junior, Junior we you just talked. You at the club, we just yeah. just talking about I, my ooh. jokes. I don't either, Junior. You don't either? <laughs> See, man, but guess what? I've been doing this 32 years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're the king, baby. King. It's 32 years. But if you just keep doing your gift over and over and over and over and over and multiply your effort over, how it won't happen for you? Mm -hmm. That's My right. boy cut grass for $8. His landscaping company now makes $4 million. Mm -hmm. He's been cutting grass since we was kids. But he don't do nothing but cut grass. He got 38 trucks. Mm -hmm. He cut grass. The dude uh, that my daughter used to work for, Elgin, out in L.A., all he did oh, was Elgin hair. Charles, yeah. All he did was hair. Mm -hmm. He became a millionaire doing hair. <laughs> Do you know the dude when I had hair? You know the dude that cut my hair? <laughs> <laughs> you know the first time he cut my hair, I paid him $12 to cut my hair. Do you know he, when he started working on television, you know they paid him $1,500 per cut? Woo! Jake That's what he money. made. And he cut my hair six times a week. Mm. Do the he math. made $1,500 per haircut. You know what he do? You know what he got now? He got barber colleges. Colleges, mm -hmm. yeah. He got barber colleges and salons. Because he said, well, you can cut your damn hair. I got to go do something else. But you know <laughs> what the something else bald. he did, though? He went right on back to cutting hair. Now he got barber colleges and salons in Texas. Mm. We have another go. question, Steve. That's where it worked. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Good. My name's Brian Knight. I'm from Lawrenceburg, Indiana. All right, All right. Brian. Right on. What was the first thing you thought right after you saw the Oscar Best Picture Flub? I thought it was the greatest redemption <laughs> day of my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all did. When Warren Beatty asked, when I, 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 and then handed it to that lady, and she went, on away. La La Land. La La Land. <laughs> when I saw them people with them headsets coming out there, I was sitting back smoking a cigar. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Watching the show. Won't he do it? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. All that old. All that old. How could he? Thank you, oh, Brian. He's ridiculous. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen done. He's an idiot. That's. <sighs> That's never happened in the history of the pageant. Eh, ain't happened at the Oscars either, did it? <laughs> <laughs> and the Oscars are way bigger. Oh, dog, this is they baby. Yeah. <laughs> the Oscars in this world, to it's, them, this, this is, is they baby. Oh, yeah, that's the pinnacle. I was yeah. sitting there, mm -hmm. but now let me tell you something. See, there was no internet in 1964, mm -hmm. but Sammy Davis Sammy Jr. Right. He did, yeah, he gave did. out the wrong award, yeah. too. But your ass ain't had no internet. That was funny, too. Yes. Warren Beatty. I called Warren. I said, hang in there, dog. <laughs> Call me, Warren. I can get you through this. I love that. I love that. Yes. That was on Fox News that and was. ABC uh -huh. News. I love that seriously, line, I knew. You know, they had been eating me up for a year. Oh, You're yeah. Memes and all that. You're so dumb. <laughs> One dude told me, the Colombian reporter, how could you do this? 
this has never happened before. Now, this is right after the thing at the press conference. Mm -hmm. I said, well, hell, I ain't never hosted the show. <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah. Now, you know, I, was try I, I went to the press conference myself because I man up. Mm -hmm. But the reporter from Columbia was so funky to me. Mm. Yeah, you got so death threats. Right? I said, hey, man, I said, man, let me tell you something. And so then somebody jumped in it. So I was walking out the hallway. I want to ask you something else. So now we ain't in front of nobody now. Uh oh. See now what you what you cannot do to Steve Harvey. Uh oh. Is you let you, him have no, it. No, no, you come up to me. I say, hey, man, if you don't get your punk ass out of my face <laughs> right now about this here, because I really don't give a damn about you. I say, because your tone to me is disrespectful. I want to know how you could allow. I said, look, man, you finna find out a whole lot of stuff about me. <laughs> and one of the things you about to find out that these just clothes and suits I wear. <laughs> The dude up under these suits, he different. Cleveland. He different. Oh, Cleveland yeah. in the oh, building. Yeah. You gonna mess around and get something done in your ass out here. Oh, gosh. We have a new question. Next question, please. I'm sorry. Jesus. Thanks, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> From Indiana. That was a great Brian, question. That was a Brian, great question. Brian, so y'all didn't want to know how you felt, man. Appreciate you, B. Great question, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for letting me get that out there, dog. If you want to hear yourself. Yes, you can, if you want to. If Go ahead, sweetie. Good morning, my name is Phaedra Norris Johnson. I'm from Grand Rapids by way of Gulfport, Mississippi. All right, okay, Phaedra. Girl. Good morning. That's the history now, go <laughs> ahead. Um, my question to you is, Steve, um, well, I need my scars. Um, my scars help me in time of encouragement mm -hmm. to realize where, um, where God has brought me from. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And my thing for you is, in times of discouragement, what helps you encourage yourself? Well, I'm going to show you all something because we got a camera. This is going to be off the air. I'm going to show you exactly what I do. Uh, but it isn't that life gets easier. It's that you just get, you just get better at handling it. But the life gets increasingly more difficult. The consequences are greater. The cost is higher. You're just supposed to get better at it. But you got to stop letting your adversity bury you. Two things happen behind adversity. Always, there is a lesson and there is a blessing. If you hang in there, you get both of those. If you wallow in the adversity, you don't learn the lesson and you never get the blessing. So you gotta keep pushing. Keep, get up, get up. Just get up, say so what? You know what I mean? I've been embarrassed globally before. I just had to get up and keep going. And God will keep blessing you. I'm gonna show you something off there. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. World at the 10th annual Disney Dreamers Academy. Yeah. That's it, that's it. This is a great segment we're having right here. Uh, yeah. People in our audience, the parents of the kids, are asking you and questions. This Steve. woman was asking me a, a really great question about how you stay encouraged, stay encouraged mm -hmm. because times of adversity. So we were having this talk. One of the things is my iPhone. I don't use my iPhone for trivials. I own a bunch of games and all this silly mess. I got two games on there when I just, my mind need a rest. I play Word War and Bubbles. That's it. The rest of this phone. Which one you play? Bubbles? The old ass games. Don't worry about it. I know. <laughs> it sounds like you still play so Word now, War. So now, here is what I use my phone for. You see the picture, I, the photo icon? When I go to my photo icon, I have catalogs. You know, I might take a picture of me and my girl out on a trip or something like that. But at the bottom of it in the folder, there is a motivational section. I tap it. And all comes up is motivational quotes. 
because I need them all day long, man, because I'm faced with someone. So everything on here is a screenshot of a, of a motivational quote. So I'm going to try to get this. Steve, show them the one with the arrows. This is what I'm going to show you. Oh, yeah, I like This that. is what I learned after, after the visit to meet President Trump. This is the one that a minister sent me that was game-changing for me. And can you describe it on the air, too, Steve, for people that are listening? They so I'm not here. And then describe it. Can y'all see it? Y'all see describe it. They can't see it on air, <laughs> no. Tommy. You stupid. I'm <laughs> air. I'm talking to I'm you. I'm a baby. wolf. I'm a wolf. Uh-huh. You see all them arrows in my back? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then the caption says, life does not get easier. You just get stronger. Now, that's the old me laying on the ground. One arrow. One arrow. It used to take one arrow and you could bring me down. Mm-hmm. But the wolf that I am now, you can line my back up with arrows. My head is bloody but unbowed. You can shoot them arrows in my back all you want. I'm the big wolf now. That used to be me. One shot, you could take me down. You can't take me down no more. Because in life, I've become stronger. So the arrow that used to drop me and sink me can't do nothing to me no more. You can line them arrows up in my back. When you get through calling me all them names and stuff, it ain't what they call you, it's what you answer to. I'm way too strong. When you get through calling me Toms and all like that, you don't even know me. You don't even know me. You you, you don't if, know me. You better, you better keep that on your typewriter. Because if you see me in my face, now look, I can't whoop everybody, but I'll fight anybody. Always a fight. <laughs> always come yeah. back to a fight. And I'll take a lot of whoopings, but I'm a man, though. I'm mm-hmm. a real man. And my page is filled with nothing but motivational stuff. Like, um, I could show you, man, um, so many things. And that's what I do. It's like Bishop Jakes. Here's one. That's something I keep that I got from Bishop Jakes. Mm -hmm. And what this says right here is when favor is on your life, no matter what you are thrown into, you always rise to the top. Amen. Amen. Now, you you get favor on your life when you just ask for it. Mm-hmm. You got to claim favor. But if you're going to sit up and go, man, it seems like everything always going wrong. Okay, then it is. But when you say, you know what? I live under God's favor. Yes. I know he'll take care of me. So when bad stuff happens to you and people write you off, look, the pageant, the president, the, 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 the misunderstood jokes. I've been in the media, man, and they be lacing me. But when they get through, look at my life. See, when you got favor, no matter what you go through, you keep rising to the top. God will keep blessing you no matter what they say. Through it all. What you worrying about them for? So I could show you all just motivational quote scriptures, motivational quotes and stuff all through my your phone, your vision board. All That's that. all it's for. What does this one say? If you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't step forward, you'll always be in the same place. Amen. And I just I just go through it, man. I just go through it all the time. I find stuff. I got 12 things that successful people do differently. That's it. I'm already successful. 
But don't you know that I have to remind myself because I have to be encouraged? Yeah. And, and you know, Dad, I got one that says sometimes I forget I'm a giant. Mm -hmm. But if you don't ever claim yourself to be a giant, you just a little man keep getting stepped on. <laughs> Come on, time But in actuality. <laughs> I'm gonna push his ass out. I swear. You're sitting on the edge right. today. You're gonna right, push straight out there, dog. Next question. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I could help out. Great question. <laughs> yeah, it was. Thank right. you. Hi, I'm LaShina from Tampa by way of Chicago. G5B. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, my question is as a um, sole provider with God to my dreamer, um, how do I support and encourage his dream, which seems to get wider without losing? Myself. What seems to get what? Whiter. W-I-D. Bigger. And I say -E that. And he's a, he's, a, he's definitely a man. <laughs> he, he thought whiter, baby. Whiter. Yeah. Uh -huh. Bigger. As Bigger. in color. That's what he thought you said. <laughs> she rolled oh, her no, eyes. No, no, no. Not the color. <laughs> yeah. Whiter. Whiter. Well, Bigger. you know, first of all, by example. See, the reason that we started this program at Disney and to include the parents is because when you go home, there should be some form of follow through. Now, I don't get to talk to the parents alone because I use my guy, Steve Perry, because he's excellent, because he's been in the education field his whole life. And he has the Eagle Academy where he graduates 100% of all the boys at his school and 100% of every boy that has ever come through the door, thousands of boys, every last one of them that went to college. Wow. Yeah. Now, who got that track record? Fantastic. And he's just a man's man, and he can help you with your sons. But what, what, what I try to do is tell parents to be an example. So when you go home, you're going to learn some stuff here that can help fortify what you talk to your kids. My greatest suggestion to parents about how to support your kids is to support their dream. Now, as it widens, it's okay. It will get narrowed down. Discuss with your children their gift. The sooner you discover your gift, you can get about it. You can get after it. Don't force your children into a degree that ain't got nothing to do with their guilt because they're going to be miserable. I sent a child of mine to college. More than, hell all of them. <laughs> ain't now one of them. Now one of them. Working in now one of them damn degrees I paid for. You know what one of my daughters did? She got out of school, and guess what she decided she wanted to, she wanted to go to Fidel uh, School of Hair. Oh, Vidal Sassoon? I, she, went out, she went out. <laughs> Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro was, was doing Fidel. hair. <laughs> we was, she's doing all Cuban hairstyles now. If you want to sit down in a salon chair and get up and be Cuban, go see my daughter from the Fidel Castro School of Hair. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Are live from Disney World at the 10th annual Disney Dreamers Academy. And we got the parents, grandparents, guardians of some fabulous kids down here. Really nice group of parents, man. Really, really involved in their kids. Life is good to see. So that's good. We're doing questions to ask Steve is live. Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Good morning. My name is Loretta Hamilton from Neptune, New Jersey. All right, let's get the next question. Hi, what's your name, dog? Good morning. I'm Loretta Hamilton from Neptune, New Jersey. I have a 17-year-old son, Jalel. 
as a single parent, it's a constant battle handling the transition from a boy to adulthood. Mm -hmm. So my question is, my son tends to be doubtful, unsure, tends to second guess himself. Any suggestions? Uh, first of all, I'm gonna have your boy this year in my mentoring camp. Oh, wow. Thank you. Okay. So just do that right there. I'll fix his ass at the camp. <laughs> yeah, see, I can't do like I do at the camp down here at Disney. We have a more hands-on approach at the ranch. And that's all you need to say. <laughs> Don't say anything so else. A bit more uh, <laughs> tension. We get uh, it. Let's call it more activity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but we work with boys from single parent homes. Been doing that for years. So we'll take your boy to camp. But um, it's, it's very difficult for single mothers to raise boys yeah. because yeah. she's exactly right. It's a daunting challenge because you're not a man. Single mothers do an excellent job. Yes. Yes, Thank they do. You. Especially with these boys. But here's what you do. You can turn him into a great student. You can make him courteous. You can make him God-fearing. You can make him law-abiding. You can make him polite. You can make him hardworking. And you can make him a very diligent young man. What you cannot do is make him a man. And that is the one thing that he's searching for. These young boys want to be men. And if they don't have the right male, male role model, they're going to be the closest man to them because they think that's what it is. So it's very important that for single mothers to get a male role model in his life, it could be a relative. It could be somebody down at the church. It could be Teacher. somebody at the school. Uh -huh. But a young man has to have a male presence a to relative. talk to. I meet so many boys that come to my camp that live with their grandmom and their mom and their aunt. And man, we, but we got one week, though. See, you can change a boy's direction in a week. You really can. It's a mindset that you have to teach them. And you got to get a boy to understand what manhood really is. And it takes a man to do that. I dated a girl a long time ago, had a little boy. And this little boy would go to the bathroom sitting down. Because mm -mm. that's, that's what his mama sat down. Yeah. Mm -mm. Then when the little boy get through, he would get two pieces of toilet tissue and tap himself. Mm -mm. I said, boy. What? To, we, we shake right here. I said, hey, man, come in here. Better stomp. Oh, we shake. I took that boy to the bathroom. It was a thrill for him. I told him, put something in there and shoot at it. <laughs> Move it round in the water. Target. Yeah, target. target. This, this a game. <laughs> now when you get through, you ain't, you can't, boy, you shake. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's why mothers, y'all can't understand why is that pee on the shower curtain? <laughs> why is it on the back of the toilet? Why is it on the mirror? Because the shake. Time? The shake. Aye, 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 aye. Oh, okay. And he young. Hell, it's on him. He. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, 34 minutes after that, welcome back to the ride. Let's get to these back-to-back -back jams. Come on, cat. All right, y'all, we come back. Just time for one more thing. We'll tell you about that after the break at 48 after the hour, so don't go away. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And how to talk. You, your reading skills is too low. Oh, man. We're back, Steve. Well, I'm going to get a job where I ain't got to read. <laughs> what job is that? She told me, she said, and what job is that, mister? 
<laughs> and one thing, she was right about that, though. There is no job. You got to be able to read. This is our last break. This is our last break, man. I've been yeah, this has been great all morning. This was actually uh, this was actually my session with the panel. Therapeutic for you, yes. right? Yeah. You know, we've been in here having some deep conversations. I was supposed to be telling them jokes and stuff. Then I'd have messed around and got myself caught up. Crying. We've been laughing. I was crying. not crying. crying. I was not crying. I was fitting to. That's pretty close. I was fitting to. I, it was a it was a whimper. It was it was not man. I wasn't it Shirley. You know it what? did. Ah. It did. I, ah. Shirley. Ah. Did you go? Ah. He did what fight. Was crying. Ah. That's why I don't, don't nobody like your ass. Yeah. That's why I don't nobody like your ass. And you shut up, Junior. That's why I don't nobody ask you that. <laughs> Uh, but it's ah, well, you don't never know. Ah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do, Junior? How you do? You'll never know. Ah. That's him tearing up, trying to fight oh. him. He's trying to fight him. They have said, and they have said. Uh, okay. That's why I don't like y'all. That's why, you know. And I was home. I shouldn't even assign no new deal. I should have just left y'all ass out there. <laughs> Unemployed. Huh? I got Slam. plenty of jobs. I don't need to do radio. I got jobs. I only stuck around because of y'all. I knew y'all wouldn't have nothing. Aww. What? Aww. We wasn't going to have nothing. You know, I just well, said, well, I guess I... Oh, so it's pity. Yeah, he, yeah. Threw, he threw us a bone. He threw uh, us I a guess bone. I resigned. They, uh, they ain't going to make it without me. <laughs> he don't even know how close to the truth he <laughs> they is. They really though. need me. Uh, What'd you say, Junior? Well, he don't even know what he's saying, how close to the truth he is. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody already told me, if Steve Harvey died tomorrow, you ain't got a career. <laughs> <laughs> so true, huh, Junior? I was like, ooh, I'm so glad he resigned. I go ahead on. You got a career, man. <laughs> I do it for double. For oh. <laughs> double? Now the truth coming out. Head. The truth right, is coming right. out. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Damn sure took off money. Well, <laughs> let me just say. As I a, didn't get what I wanted, Tommy. Uh-oh. Oh, inside. This mm. is real inside. Well, this, I, right this is where we start, this where we start fighting now. It gets See, real for real This is where the fight starts. I've tried to teach my nephew about negotiating. Here's what you have to understand. But he negotiated with you. Whenever you sign a deal. <laughs> Wait, I need some popcorn. Thank you, Carl. I'm, I'm not really going to teach it. him how to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> you must think I'm crazy. Anyway. Here's the deal. A guy taught me a long time ago. A good deal is when everybody signs it hurts a yeah. little bit. Yeah. You didn't get everything you wanted to mm -hmm. get, and they gave a little bit more than they wanted to give. True. Sign that deal. Mm -hmm. You cannot sign a deal that gives you everything you want. It doesn't work that way. That's not life. So if you go in there and you ask for a raise, okay, and they don't give you the raise you asked for, but they're willing to give you somewhat of a raise, mm -hmm. now you can do the ignorant thing and say, I quit. quit. Uh -huh. Now your ass sitting at the house with, with zero. Yeah. <laughs> or you could take that raise uh -huh. and flip it. Here's what I suggest oh, nice. to people right here. If you have other dreams, like a business or something like that outside of your job, have your job finance your dreams. Take the money that you make at work and put a little bit and invest it towards your dreams. Well, Steve, I'm check to check. Listen to me. Stop paying two bills. 
pick two bills and quit paying. What? <laughs> so. I'm telling you how rich people do, y'all. See, y'all sitting up in here with this pole mentality. What? And no. then ruin my credit? No cable? Listen to me. Listen to me. Here we go. You, your credit limit, if you live check to check, is extended to the max anyway. Yeah. You can't true. get no more. Mm -hmm. So now what you worrying about it for? See, if you got money, you don't need credit. You keep hanging on to the wrong thing, your credit score. Mm -hmm. they, they run them commercials on TV all the day. Check your credit score. Check your credit score. You don't never hear rich people talking about that. No, they mm -hmm. don't. No. Mm -hmm. Rich people don't give a damn about a credit score, and neither do the people once you have money. That's true. Stop paying two of your bills and take that money and invest it in yourself. And I suggest if you have a Sears account, you can start with Sears because they ass is going to close any day. <laughs> any day. Any day. Beat them to it, Steve. <laughs> Sears and Kmart, they ass is going away. Wow. You Man. can quit paying them right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> know who to stop paying. Oh, man. <laughs> so how's your credit, Steve? My credit crazy. <laughs> What's your score? I don't know. I think it's like two. Two? Two something. <laughs> uh, hey, what's perfect, Carla? 800? I don't yeah, know what there. perfect. I ain't never had no yeah, good credit. 800. You, hey, you like know, that. when I go somewhere to get something, uh, Mr. Harvey, fill out this credit application. No. No. <laughs> I have an accountant. I handle my P&L statement. Now, you read that right there. What is P&L? Now, I want that one right there in silver. I want that one right there. I don't even stay in the room. This, there it is right there. I want that one in silver, and I want that one. Can you? I want it in two-tone. Because guess what? The, I, go get yourself some money. Everybody give a damn about your credit score. So, yeah, the, who, the, who can, who, I love yeah, that see, advice. See, y'all want to see Donald Trump's uh, 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 tax, uh, tax returns. returns. You, you, what about credits go? He don't care. He can't, he can't let you see this p &L. You can't see this here because you ain't going to believe it. You ain't going to believe it. That's what money do. Shut all that out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when you go to the dealership, you don't even be in there long? What is I in there for? <laughs> I be in there all day. <laughs> Trying to get that finance. I've been in there since 9. It's 8.30 p.m. I ain't got the car yet. You've been sitting in the waiting lounge no, all I've been that in that you keep running these numbers past me. We didn't negotiate. Oh, I want to be like you. And then that's the other Your trick. Your car note is high. Ah. You go in there. Heavy and then, interest. Okay, 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 let's say you get the car. Mm -hmm. It used to be like this. For every $1,000 down, you reduce your car note by $35. Yeah. Here's the problem. Yeah. It take way longer to come up with the thousand than it do the thirty-five. Yeah. See, y'all in here trying to come up with these huge down payments so your note can be down here. But now you got to give up all your savings to get the note down here. Go and buy a car with the minimum amount of down payment you can. Get that thing. Get that. Get, get the minimum down payment. If you put five hundred down, put five hundred down. I'm gonna put four thousand. Get my get that note reduced from five hundred to four and a quarter. What? You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna give up three thousand dollars? You gonna give up three thousand dollars? So you can pay seventy five less? Do you know it's easier to come up with that extra seventy five than that three thousand? Rich people sit around and talk about this mess all day. 
go in there asking for nothing, man. Here go, there go my sheep, and then I want four of them. And you know what they're going to get here? How much you made last year? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm not releasing my. <laughs> I'm not going to so release. that paper right there. Yeah, there it is right That's there. That's it right there. You're not going to release it because we're going to yeah. be hating. We're going to be hating when we well, see Well, maybe it. not we, but this one over here oh, to the that right. that one with the blue shirt on? Yeah. He going to throw up. He going to throw up. But listen to me, y'all. You have this life in front of you. You really, really do. The one thing I've always been is very motivating. Every book I've ever written is to help somebody. The new book I got out, Jump, is an incredible book. Because in order to be successful, everybody has to jump. You cannot sit there safely on the cliff of life and not take a chance. What's happening? I don't know. Tommy stole a shirt and shoe. I don't he snatched know. it off. I was, at the red I was trying to put it on. Shirley got money, man. Shirley been doing radio how many years? Shirley. A couple years. Shirley got plenty of money. Quit talking about that. That's what killed me about them. They always try to play like I'm the only one sitting up in here. You are. You are. <laughs> well, I'm talking about it. Yeah, yeah you the but only thank ball, you for man. saving us, though. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly we were just doomed. Huh? <laughs> well, I know. Uh, shit, uh, junior was. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Man. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you to the beautiful staff of Disney Dreamers. For, for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight. 